Welcome to Belief Busters Podcast, where we change the world one belief at a time. True transformation happens when we question if the beliefs we hold are of truth, or simply someone else's belief that we have internalized as our own. I'm your host, Rev. Cherie Taylor-Jones, and I'm glad you could join us on the journey. On this episode of Belief Busters, we're going to look at this old wives tale or adage, whatever you want to call it. The one that says sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. How many of you remember hearing that as a kid? I do. I remember being bullied and teased at school and running home and just being in tears because of what someone said about me. Whether it's, you're too fat, you're not smart, or you're too smart, or you're a nerd. All of those words that are slung at us, we are supposed to just kind of brush off, right? I mean, that's what we're taught in our society is to brush those things away. But I remember coming home just feeling really devastated on a particular occasion where someone was, you know, really saying that my body was unacceptable. And, you know, as a child, you think that your body is all that you are. We don't have the emotional or the brain developed enough to be able to differentiate. And even when we're adults, we have a hard time differentiating. And I remember my grandmother saying to me, That adage, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can never harm you. But I was still really hurt, right? And and when we break down that adage, there's, yeah, sure. I mean, if someone's going to throw sticks and stones at you, that's going to be quite painful. Words seem to be minimized that they don't have as much of an impact as a physical pain can be. And so I want us to talk about all the things that we've internalized, right? We've heard these words from our parents. We've heard words from our teachers. We've heard words from friends, other family members that they have used to say, this is who we are. You know, so if your teacher says that you're smart, you're going to believe what that teacher said, that you're smart, and then you are going to show up to prove that that is true. And conversely, the same is true. If your teacher says you're not smart, then you internalize that to really come to an understanding that you are not smart or capable. And once again, you show up in ways to prove that that is true. I was told so often that I was just so sensitive. Oh, Sheree, you're just too sensitive. And yes, yes, I am. We all are in some form or another. And while it's so easy for people to say, just let it run off you like water on a duck, right? You've heard that adage as well, that to not allow those words to penetrate into your psyche and your being, it's that's often easier than the reality. So if we are children and we are told words that we've internalized it so that it's what we really think of ourselves 
then we can really see that words are quite powerful. It can have an uplifting effect or a devastating effect on others. So ours is to be aware on several levels that words have impacted us. Words that have been used to define us, we've internalized and used those words to create the persona to fit into those words. And those that's unconscious. It's not like we go, oh, they think I'm stupid, therefore I must be stupid. You know, it's this kind of drip, drip, drip that happens over time that we really come to believe is true. And when we believe certain things about ourselves, then that is how we tend to show up in the world. And those words that we've then internalized as truth about our being, we really never take an opportunity to just stop and go, well, is that true? You know, one of the things I remember my mom saying to me is, You're, you've got a lot of book smarts, but not much street smart. You know, she thought I was really naive and unable to take care of myself in the world. And I remember being hurt by that. But then over time, I remember really feeling very frightened about being in the world. And it took a really long time for me to kind of deconstruct that, to realize that that was her view. That was my mom's worries. And then I had to kind of deconstruct it a little more again to go, not just my mom, but this is a woman, right? My mom as a woman who had a thought about her fears about me doing well in the world. And when I'm able to do that kind of work, I'm able to see that her fear is not the definition of who I am. And I've come to prove over time that I am able to take care of myself in the world. I am able to be part of everything that's available to me and just explore and have fun and um, just be curious and in awe that of all that is here that is of God. So it takes us time really to do that type of internal work to look at what we think we are, the beliefs that we have come to see as the outpicturing of ourselves may not be true. And so I'm giving you permission today to really look at all those internalized ideas of yourself and undo them. Yeah, so if you have a belief that says you are not enough, you then have the opportunity right now today to say, first of all, who the hell told you that? Who told you you're not enough? Right? So let's start there. Where did that come from? Who said it? What was their worldview that created that kind of thought that they wanted to give to you? Because once we're able to have some compassion for the person that labeled us, we're then able to do that work of looking and saying, ah, oh, that really isn't my truth. That was their fear or their sense of lack or not enough. And then 
once we define who said that to us, who tried to define us in that way, we then have the opportunity to look at that and go, is that really true? Am I not enough? And now that's where this empowerment happens when we're able to look at that internalized belief and start to see all the areas in our lives that disproves that construct. You know, all the ways that you've overcome situations and challenges in your life. All the ways that you have had these prosperous moments. All the relationships that you've been in where they have been loving and kind to you. Those are all ways that prove that the belief of not enough is false. And so then you have the opportunity to say, you know what, I get where that belief came from, but that is no longer true. That no longer serves me. And now I have an opportunity to create anew. So what do you do? We can start with denials and affirmations, right? Denials of that, that belief of someone else's belief that's not true. And then we can affirm, I am more than enough, right? I am more than enough. And what that does is on several different layers of your being, right? You're talking emotional. You're, yes, you're talking about the psychology, what defines you. You're also looking at brain chemistry and how your brain works and what you're doing is you're creating new neural pathways to remove that erroneous belief and our brains can really are these powerful machines that allow us to do this work to create anew and now now when you are in this process of saying yes I am enough now you can try new things that maybe you wouldn't want to try in the past because of your belief of not being enough. Now, when you start to really see all the ways that you are enough, it allows you now to try things. Well, if I am enough, I could possibly try X. So this is now a new way of awakening and allowing ourselves to become the allness that we were always meant to be. This is a new time for us in humanity that allows us to reset. We've been given this huge gift. I know many of you look at COVID as this horrible thing that has happened, but COVID had many gifts to share with us. And one of those gifts was to allow us to really redefine what was important to us? What are our priorities? I know many people who have come to realize the things that mattered most to them had been put on hold in the past and they no longer wanted to do that. And so a shift is happening. And so I'm encouraging you that during this reset, I'm calling it the great reset, that you allow yourselves the time to do this kind of work, to look at all the ways that you have embraced the unrealistic definitions of yourself because of someone else's limited 
understanding of the world or someone else's fears for your well-being in the world. And now you get to challenge that not from a place of hatred, but from a place of love and understanding, of having compassion for the person that needed to label you in this way based on their fears, their insecurities. So we can have some compassion for them because in their own way, they're trying to protect you somehow. Or if not protect, then, you know, it was their own fears of not being allowed to be their true self either. We often hear the term, we can break the cycle. We can break the cycle in our families. And this is part of the same work. What you're doing is you're looking at yourself from the realization of who you truly are. Divinity and skin, right? You are here to be an expression of love, of kindness, of the allness of the universe. And in our indoctrination from our childhood all the way through till now, we have forgotten that because we've been bombarded by all of these false senses of identity, these false definitions of identity. And now here we are, we are, are being asked to be born new. And in that gives us the ability to create, to embrace the truth of who we are, to claim our power and to create amazing lives for us to outpicture in. And the other reason that we want to do this work is because it has a ripple effect to all of those people around us. So we want to do this because that's how we change the world, one ripple at a time. The more that I'm clear in my power, in my truth, in my beauty, in my abilities, right? That just kind of pushes out further and further. And then I want, I want you to feel the same way and you and you and you. And so there's just this wonderful energetic shift that keeps happening. And so imagine from where you're sitting right now, listening to this in this moment that you claim your truth, that you are this beautifully made treasure with gifts, with abilities, here to be love in the world. And then how you show up in the world is a reflection of that. The person next to you can't help but be impacted by that and want that too. And that's part of the ripple effect that I believe has to happen for us really to change the world, really for us to create a world that works for all of us not just some of us. So I'm here. This is the work that I'm really passionate about. And I hope that you continue to be on the journey with us on Belief Busters. I'm also at Unity Church of the Hills. I'm the minister over there. So you can check us out online as well and join us there. And I'm here for you. So if you have any questions, shoot me an email. The best place to get me is at info at beliefbusters.org. See you next time. 
If you are enjoying these conversations about assessing your belief systems and how to transform outdated beliefs, then please subscribe and give us a positive review. To support this podcast and its transformative work, you can also become a sponsor for as little as $5 a month. You can reach Rev. Cherie at info at beliefbusterspodcast.org. To continue on this journey of evolution, you can also get my book, Turning Your Why into Why Not, at Amazon or any other bookstores, which gives you practical tools to do this work. See you next time on the flip side.